Hey guys, it's your girl Mo Diggs, and I'm here with your daily Black History moment. Today, we are highlighting Serena Williams. Serena began training in the early 1990s by her father, who also got her sisters into the sport. He wanted them to be phenomenal tennis players and live a normal teenage life. In 1999, Serena became the second African-American woman to win a Grand Slam. She has more trophies than one can count from the U.S. Open, French Open, Wimbledon, Australian Open, as well as several gold medals in the Olympics. Not only is Serena Williams the greatest female tennis player of all time, she's arguably the greatest player of all time, period. Williams has won 23 Grand Slam titles, the most for any woman in the Open era. It's three more than the major title haul of Roger Federer, the record holder on the men's side. Shout out to Serena Williams for holding it down for all African-American female athletes. That's it for today's Black History Moment. Bye, guys. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is February 25th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, Heavenly Bee continues her pursuit of relationship truth. She talks with a therapist with over 30 years of successful marriage under her belt. What can we learn from a 30-year marriage, decades of marriage therapy, and a unique family experience? Find out here right after the weather. This is the month of love on the Prince George's Daily Podcast. For today, rain throughout the day, letting up a little bit overnight before returning tomorrow morning. Make sure you have your umbrella handy. High temperature today will be right around 52 degrees with our low dropping down to the mid-40s. Tomorrow, we'll reach the mid-50s. Clearer skies move into the area for Thursday, but brings slightly cooler weather with an expected high barely breaking 40 degrees. The National Weather Service tells us that the sunrise was at 646 this morning. Our sunset this afternoon will take place at 554. That's the weather for today, February 25th, 2020. Stay with us after the episode of The Season of Love. We'll bring news from the desk of Lillian Torres. I will sit in for Lillian today. In today's news, a Supreme Court ruling that may change the fortunes of the D.C. sniper Lee Boyd Malville. The state of Maryland considers an insurance pool to help those caring for sick family members. And did the University of Maryland use gluten as a weapon? Find out about a lawsuit working its way through the court system. Stay here for today's exciting news. Coming right up, Heavenly interviews a wife, a mom, and a marriage therapist. Martha Ajiwe is our Prince Georgian of the day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's your girl Heavenly B here with the Prince George's Daily. And today I am sitting here with Miss Martha Ajiwe. Ajiwe. Martha Ajiwe. I wanted to make sure I got that right. And you are a counselor, and I used to be a licensed professional counselor in the District of Columbia. Okay. Awesome. So I'm glad to have you here because our focus this month is on love and relationships. And one of the things that we skip a lot of times when dealing with relationships is getting counsel and talking to somebody else that can help and guide us through that process. So first, I want to start out by asking what even got you interested in getting into that field? I have always been interested in helping people. And um, at my core, that's who I am. I am a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I always see people who look like they could just use a little um, cheering up or a little yeah. bit of help, a little bit of advice, um, a little bit of guidance. And 
Um, it's just it's just, just who you are. Who it's I your am. gift. Yes. Yeah. So, um, were you? Um, did you have a heavy emphasis on relationships in your practice when you were um, a counselor, or did you do individual counseling mostly? Oh man, I've done uh, work with families um, and children in individual settings, group settings. Um, I really can't say that there was any particular uh, focus because when you have uh, individual therapy, whoever comes to your door, that's who you have to work with. Yeah. Um, but I am particularly interested in working with young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and young people who have been attached to um, the system. And those are people who really need some help with relationships in general yeah. because their background does not have any example of healthy relationships. Healthy relationships and yeah. sometimes um, not any steady kind of relationship. Mm, okay. So what would be what you would consider toxic in a relationship? What are toxic traits? Um, something toxic is a is something that does not feel good for you. You're in the relationship, and um, most people get in a relationship because it feels good for them. Um, I am happy when I'm with this person, but um, the longer you're in a relationship, the more things that you learn about that other person and the more things that that person knows are things that can hurt you, mm. hurt you at your very core. And, um, and things that can be weaponized and used against you within that relationship, that's toxic. Yeah, when they, when they begin to use it as a weapon. Yes. So based on your experience with couples, because you said you did counsel some couples. Yes. What would you now say is the longest or shortest time someone should be engaged before uh, getting married? Because I know for me, I hear people that have like these super long seven year engagements. And then you hear people that say, oh, (laughs) he asked me and we got married in seven days. What is the engagement process like for success, though? I don't think that there's any standard answer that's going to be the answer for everybody. Every relationship is different. Um, But the experts always say um, that um, a person can be on their best behavior for 90 days. But then after that, Mm. then they're going to start showing you who they really are. So a minimum of 90 days to really get to know a person. But um, I would say... What would you say, though? Just like if you had to tell your daughter, like, girl. A year. But that's for me so that I can, you know, have as many interactions with that other person as possible and um, give them the I'm your mother eye and I'm her mother eye and I'm looking at you. Mm Mm-hmm. So that I can, you know. See their in- true intentions and if they're really who they say they are. Yes. And, you know, the parents in a, in, um, a relationship, his and her parents are advisors. And, of course, they're going to have influence. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so true. and the friends are going to have influence. That's true, too. So you want to make sure that 
when you're in a relationship that you pay attention to the people you surround yourself with as well and making sure that they depict a life that you will want to replicate. Right. Okay. So the relationship is with your group of people and my group of people, but, um, you know, to the level that they're having an influence on your relationship. If mama don't like you, yeah, how is this going to work? Mm. That's deep. So should a person, should a couple not be together if the parents don't approve? Well, you can't say that because mama can come around. Mm-hmm. Mama can come around. Does daddy come around ever? Sometimes daddy. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes. daddy don't come around. <laughs> <laughs> you can soften a lady up. The men, they say, I said what I said. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But how much influence is that going to have? Yeah, I, I always tell people, I think that you should really uh, test, not really test, but you know the heart of the person that's giving you the advice. You know if your parent is a person who just doesn't like anybody versus if they usually like people but they don't like this person, hmm, maybe it's something to pay attention to. Okay, but what happens after the first fight and you go home? Mm, don't go I home. told you. That's true. Okay, so, you know, it's it's going to have an impact on... Um, on your relationship too. Hmm. That's deep. Okay. Well, somebody asked me the other day. Actually, they've been asking me for a lot of days. How do you break up with someone properly? How do you end a relationship? And I just want to know what advice you would give somebody about that. And I say again, it just depends on who you are and the nature of the relationship. Um, you know, a lot of people just ghost you. Yeah, that's the new thing. I hate it. You like it? Oh, I've been married for 31 years. So I'm you not never familiar ghosted. with... Nobody ever ghosted you. Look at me, like, I'm beautiful. No. <laughs> Girl, that's what I said. I couldn't believe when they did it. I said, are you crazy? But <laughs> that's the new thing. And why do you think that is? It's the relationship just didn't have that much value for that person. Mm, okay. And so you do recommend not doing that, though, to the person who asked about breaking up. You recommend that they don't ghost. It's kind of, um, in my opinion, it's kind of cowardly. I agree. To just, you know, shut everything down and not respond to calls. And um, I'm going to break up with you in a text message. Um, But, you know, I... If the relationship is not that deep, then it's not something that you won't get over. So let me ask this. Um, How old were you when you got married? Like, or were you young when you got married? Very young? I was 25. Okay. That's very young. So were there relationships prior to that? And, And if so, did they break up with you or you broke up with them? Oh, man, they were relationships where I did the breaking up because it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And 25 is still pretty young. So, you know, you do need to kind of have some trial relationships and understand how relationships work um, and how they work for you in particular um, before you go off and get married. So, But when you broke up with them, what'd you say? Okay, I'm an old lady. I was 
plus 31 years ago. <laughs> and you was like, listen, I don't, I like don't anymore. I don't remember how they ended, but um, I do remember one guy just told me, oh, I was dating that other girl over there, too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. That's another thing that's it's so never common Never mind now. about you. It's multi-dating, <laughs> though, but this is a thing. And I'm not sure if I'm against it anymore. I think that was one of the things that I had to learn the game with, is that people date several people at one time until they find the one they want to settle down with, and then they get ghost the rest of them. That's pretty much what they do. But um, when I was younger, I used to just date one person at a time. And then I learned that that's not how you do it, sweetie. So I just want to ask from a professional perspective, how should should you multi-date? Again, it depends on what works for you. Mm. If um, someone else, if you're in a relationship with someone and they really care about you they're really deep into you but you're just not on that same level on that same vibe with them then if you're going to multi-date you have to be honest Mm -hmm. and that person has to say well this is not going to work for me yeah and I'm going to have to let this relationship go they have to um, have have a choice choice. so define dating to me from your perspective because maybe that's where uh, people get it confused. I think that the word dating is just like all over the place. People have different definitions. Because if you're in a room with 100 people, there's 100 definitions of what dating's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any... Um, is dating... You know, there's, there, there's dating. I'm going to um, experiment with a relationship with you and see how it feels for me, see if it works for me, what does work. And... Um, you know, maybe it can develop into something else. But some people just want to go out and have fun. That's what I That's thought dating, dating was. too. I thought dating was just meeting different people, going yeah. out and getting to know them, going on dates. That's dating. Now, we are a couple. We in a relationship when we both decide or we have a conversation and say, hey, I'm feeling you. I want to spend my time with you. I want to talk to only you. I'm going to be with only you. That's when we're in a relationship. And so that conversation is had in my mind. We're just, we're just somebody I'm dating, hanging out with. That's a, another, you know, another level of dating. It's um, after you've already made a decision that this person um, fits for me in, yeah. in certain ways. And I want to explore this a little bit more. And um, those other folks that I just went to the movies with or had dinner with. Was boring. <laughs> they were boring. <laughs> They're not going to work for me. <laughs> it's better to let them go, move on, and find somebody that's, that's that right for them, somebody that works. I was listening to a conversation yesterday, and it was it frustrated me a little bit, but it was the idea put out that when men date, multi-date, that the woman that they choose is he chose her because she was different. She was the best option. And it implied that the other women were not good women. Just that one woman was a good woman. For him. Yeah. That For I, him. And that should have been, I feel like that should be like emphasized, right? That there is a fit for you. 
That doesn't right. mean that everybody else is a horrible person. Right. And nobody should twist themselves in a knot to be perfect for, for somebody you. else. Because then are you happy with yourself? Yeah. Are you happy if you're twisting yourself all around to be the woman for whoever? I'm glad you said the woman because I was about to say, usually we are the ones that become pretzels in a relationship, right? Right. We do a lot of bending, twisting, and turning. What do you think is the reason for that? Why do you think women are so apt to do that? Because we are the nurturers, Mm -hmm. and it just feels good for somebody to just adore us and Mm -hmm. love us. And, um, you know, I can do different things with my hair, or I can cook better or you know there are things that I can do for myself to um, be acceptable mm. and why should you have to though I was gonna say where, do you have a moment in your life where you realize that hey I'm not doing this no more I'm just gonna be myself because I can think of a specific moment in mine it's funny funny to me okay well you tell me yours and then. <laughs> <laughs> I had a boyfriend at the time. Everybody knows I love weave, always love weave, gonna wear me some weave. But he wanted me to wear my real hair. So I said, well, I guess I'll wear my real hair since my man wants me to wear my real hair. Because in your life, you're almost a woman that's like taught, well, if he like that, then that's what you should do. So I was wearing my real hair, getting my hair done every week at the salon. I was cute. But I look like a, I feel like I look very young with my natural hair, like right. a baby. So I like the extra pizzazz. So one day we're sitting in the drive-thru. After I didn't wore my real hair for at least six months. And he gonna say, yeah, babe, so when you gonna get your weave back? Huh? I said, ha, tomorrow. Because what you don't know. Because <laughs> what you don't know is that I'm getting this weave back. And from here on out, I'm doing what I want to do. Because it seems that men or people in general, it's not just men, are never, like, satisfied. They... They fickle. They're fickle. So one day I want this, one day I want that. So then I said to him, did you know you the one that asked me not to wear the weed? And he was like, I just want you to switch it up. No. <laughs> I'm going to switch up the colors. I'm going to switch up the lengths. I'm going to switch up the textures. But it's going to be weave. That's uh, when I knew to be myself and have someone love me for me because people are fickle. Isn't that something that you had to go through that process to figure out that you really need to satisfy yourself? Facts. Hmm. So you don't have you don't have a defining moment where like you realize oh I need to I need to do this for me because you can't think of one again it's it's uh, it's a long time ago <laughs> okay and my mama always told me that I was perfect just the way I am so facts facts and in my relationship um, you know with hair in particular. Um, my husband is Nigerian and one of, I don't know if it's his family tradition or if it's Nigerian, I don't know. But um, if your wife comes home with a hairstyle that you really like, then he pays for it. Mm. That's motivation to wear what they want, though. I ain't gonna lie. I'd be like, what, what you want me to get? If, if you paying? Okay. I'm gonna ask you a Do you have children? I have four. Four, I know that's right. So, say a woman comes to you and says, I really want children. I don't have them yet. And I'm in my late 30s. I need to find a man right now so I can make these babies. What advice would you give her? I would 
really want to question her on which is the more important thing. Is it the man and the family or is it the babies? Mm. You know, it's um, if you are more interested in just having babies and the relationship is not something that's important to you, then you really have to question yourself, why do you have to go out and get a man if what you really want is a baby? She can adopt. She can adopt. Oh, get a baby she daddy. She can get, um, go to the, the clinics where, you know, what do they oh, call those the, clinics? Um, insemination. Insemination clinics. She can do any number of things that, that does not involve a relationship. Mm. Um, because when you start having a family, that is going to affect your relationship. And if you're not in it for the relationship for that person, then kids are not going to make it any easier. So what does that look like, though, for that child? Like, how are children that are raised with one parent different from those who have both? If a woman decides, I'm just going to get the baby. Like, will you be setting that child up for failure? It depends on how good the relationship is between the parents. If they're at each other Mm -hmm. um, and disagreeing about how they're going to raise a child and they just don't like each other or they can't get along, then it, of course it's going to have a relation, um, an impact on the relationship that that child has with each parent. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an impact on that child. So it wouldn't matter if if one, if a person was raised by a single parent but it was a healthy relationship, it would be better than two parents um, with a child. It's best to be raised by um, parents who care enough about each other whether they're together or not yeah they care enough about each other and about that child that they're going to try and provide the best environment for that child yep well there you have it guys this has been uh, an amazing conversation with miss martha ajiwe about love and relationships we thank you so much for coming and being a part of our podcast oh, it's over already yeah <laughs> Well, but thank you so much for your time. This has been your girl, Heavenly B, signing off for the Prince George's Daily. Until tomorrow, good day. Here's the latest news from the Prince George's Daily Podcast. Lee Boyd Malvo, the Washington, D.C. area sniper, and Virginia have agreed to dismiss a pending Supreme Court case after the state changed the criminal sentencing law for juveniles. Under the new law signed by Governor Ralph Northam, people serving a life term for crimes they committed before they turned 18 can be considered for parole after serving at least 20 years. Malvo was 17 when he and another man terrorized the Washington, D.C. region. He was sentenced to life with no chance of parole. The high court now is weighing whether he deserves a new sentencing hearing. From Annapolis... A measure before the Maryland House Committee would provide workers with a partial wage replacement for employees to take time off to care for a new child or an ill family member. The House Economic Matters Committee held a hearing this past week. The bill also would enable someone to qualify due to their own personal health conditions. The measure would create an insurance program that would make paid leave available. The leave would be funded through a state-administered insurance pool into which employees and employers can contribute. And a student who has celiac disease says in a lawsuit that a Maryland State University deliberately served her food containing gluten. 
Hannah Smith sued the university on February 20th, stating they violated the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 by serving her food with gluten. A gluten-free diet is one way to treat celiac disease. The lawsuit says Smith and her father spoke to the university about her dietary needs and the school assured her they would be accommodating. The lawsuit says Smith was served gluten at least three times between 2017 and 2018. She was hospitalized on one of those occasions. A spokeswoman for the university declined to comment. For the Prince George's Daily Podcast, that's the news for February 25th, 2020. I'm Del Roden, sitting in for Lillian Torres. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly Bee, David Smalls, Maud Osei, and is executively produced by Dale Roden. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on love in the county. This is the Prince George's Daily.